The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here, my friend. Today we'll get a review of Disney Fantasy Fresh Out of Dry Dock. Yeah, it was reimagined. That's what the folks at Disney like to call it once it goes to dry dock, get some new public spaces. We're going to reimagine it. So Nancy Schreider with the Family Travel Network is here to talk about the reimagination of Disney fantasy. Sherry Kennedy has cruise news with us in just a couple of minutes. Stuart Shearer on the cruise guy sailing the Greek Isles somewhere, so good for him. We'll let him have his fun. Let's see. What else? Don't forget about our new search feature on the website at cruiseradio.net. Thousands of articles there for you to search, research, and plan your next cruise. It's cruiseradio.net. But first, Sherry Kennedy with Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. So we got to talk about this event on Carnival Liberty last week where Carnival rolls out this big hamburger. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll take the burgers from here. Um, yeah, they, uh, the chef and his team created what was said to be the world's largest cruise ship burger, which would mean the world's largest Guy Fieri hamburger at sea. And uh, it was quite an event. They rolled it out <laughs> to some fanfare covered with this red cloth. And to me, it looked like, uh, well, you thought it differently, but to me, it looked like a volcano was under there. You thought it might have been something a little less. It looked yeah. like it was a cadaver being rolled out on a gurney. On a gurney. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was really, it was a lot of fun. And, and they let us get in back of the counter. And we put on our Guy Fieri baseball caps and our plastic gloves and everybody had a turn at literally flipping uh, their own burger on the grill and putting all the sauces and the tomato and the lettuce and then we took our burgers and went to the toppings bar and just loaded up on mushrooms and onions and banana peppers and everything else and it was it was a lot of fun. I like this next story, Carnival adding another Bermuda sailing. They did, and it's pretty exciting. It's from your home port in Jacksonville, but it's not until 2018, and it's one special round trip from Jacksonville cruise to Bermuda, and it's also going to stop in Half Moon Key on the way back. Did you Do you like fantasy class ships? I do. You know, I like the... The unexpected twists and turns trying to navigate your way around in a few dead ends, dead end corridors and things. So they're kind of cute. Holland America's upcoming ship, New Dam, now on sale. It is on sale for the new season. It's not launching until December 1, 2018, but uh, it'll be similar to the Koningsdam, which is a beautiful ship. And uh, yeah, it's for sale already. You can book your cabins. Um, it will do a transatlantic from Chivitavecchia to Fort Lauderdale. This is the first real sailing on December 5, and then uh, make a couple special stops on its way over. But mainly, it will be cruising out of Fort Lauderdale and do round trips on seven day Caribbean itineraries, and then they're going to pepper in a few three, four, and 10-day options also. Princess Cruises just announced their 2018-2019 itinerary. Some pretty big moves for them. Right. This is their America's Cruise Itineraries, which basically covers 
North America and Central America and up to Canada and down to Mexico, and they are uh, moving their ships around. Just like you said, the Royal Princess will be going over the West Coast, which will be kind of interesting. For the first time, she'll sail as the largest princess ship on the Mexican Riviera for seven-day cruises, which will be kind of interesting. They will also throw in a 10-day voyage from San Francisco on the Royal Princess. So if you're a fan of that class of ship and you're on the West Coast, that's your cruise. We're also going to see more ships roll out with Ocean Medallion next year. Yeah, four of the 12 ships that are part of the six home home ports in North America will be enabled with the Ocean Medallion, and uh, that's going to be kind of exciting. I don't know. Are you looking forward to fooling around with that thing? I'm very excited about it, but I can only imagine what a technical nightmare it must be getting these installed on all these ships. It's got to be incredibly complex. We're going to close with this story. The Love Boat cast, uh, they were surprised with their own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. This is kind of nice and sweet. They are getting their own star. That's kind of nice. I mean, after... 40 years ago. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, you weren't even born then, but I remember this show very clearly. So, yeah, it's, it's really nice that they are getting a collective star on the Walk of Fame. That's pretty nice. I liked how they presented that star to them. They were all on the Today Show talking about kind of yeah. like they were being reunited and all this. And then they come out with this star, and they, they had no, like you could legitimately tell, they had no clue it was coming. And they were all just they blown were, away. So. That was nice. And, and you know what? It's, such a, it's become such an icon. Even without, you know, the Princess Cruises bringing them out, um, you know, every once in a while for an appearance, it's still an iconic TV show, especially, you know, if you're over 40, over 45, and you grew up with that. On Saturday night. And if you have Me TV, you can watch it every single day. Oh, gee. Yeah, you know, it's funny. If, if you do look at it, and you, you know, the sets were all recreated. Most of the scenes were never filmed on, uh, on board the, uh, the Pacific Princess. And it's funny to see what the pools look like when they pretend <laughs> it's a real pool. And, and the lounge chairs is just so hokey, but it's adorable. I think my favorite is how big the cabins were, though. Oh, it's like the size of, triple the size of any other cabin. You you would know this more than me, but you could we could probably say that the love boot uh, the love boot the love boat is responsible for like modern day cruising, aren't they? They claim that, and it really it it brought the experience of cruising to everybody in their living rooms. So it really did um, jumpstart a. I mean, the whole industry. You could find Sherry at cruisemaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. 
Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. We know you can't go on every single cruise. So we do it for you. Find over 200 ship reviews and money-saving tips at cruiseradio.net or search Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio. Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network just returned from a three-night Bahamas cruise on Disney Fantasy, a Disney ship that was launched in, like, 2012. Nancy's on the line right now. Hey, Nancy. Hey, good to talk to you, Doug. Likewise. Was I right? Was it launched in 2012? Yes, it was. Okay. I was on the Disney Fantasy when uh, it was inaugurated in 2012, and it's, I love the ship. So it's a great ship. I just learned this today, that um, maritime law requires ships to go into dry dock every five years. So I guess that would make sense. I didn't know yeah. that, but yes, that does make yeah, sense. <laughs> definitely. So you, you were doing this cruise. It was fresh out of dry dock. You were one of the first passengers on board. So uh, before we get to the Disney fantasy, uh, take a step back. Talk to us about the at Disney pre-cruise planning experience. How much resources do they give you before your cruise and access to everything? They give you a lot of resources and access, and they send you a whole little book so that you have everything at hand and know what to expect and how to go about planning your cruise. I think they do a a great job with that. And since I had already been on the ship in 2012, I knew a little bit about what to expect. You know, I I think Disney is really well known for their entertainment and service and attention to detail, and they offer a lot of possibilities both on the ship and in their ports of call. So I think it's important to, you know, look and do some research and book ahead when you can. You know, for this ship and this cruise, I was really looking forward to seeing the newly reimagined um, ship with all of the additions, and we got to experience Castaway Key for two full days, so I was really excited about that. That's awesome. Now, uh, we're going to talk about all these new additions in just a few minutes and go into more detail, but uh, just like a bird's eye view, what kind of additions did she get in Dry Dock? Well, you know, she got some amazing additions to her kids' club area, specifically the Oceaneers Kids' Club. They added the Marvel Superhero Academy and Star Wars Command Post, which is amazing. They also added Sweet on You, which is a new cool specialty ice cream shop. And for those who love uh, shopping for jewelry, they added a new Tiffany & Company store on board Disney Fantasy. That's a first for both Disney and, and Tiffany's. And one of the places I loved that they added was a Senses Juice Bar up in the Senses Spa and Salon. That's a, a great place to go to. Juice Bar? Like, are they like doing spinach smoothies up there and all that? Yeah, it's all sorts of um, freshly squeezed juices and smoothies awesome. from fresh fr- fruits and vegetables and, you know, different things. So you can have a whole variety of different fruits or, you know, fruits and vegetables. They have a little menu or... You know, it's it's arrayed almost like an ice cream store. Yeah. So you can look and say, I'll have a little bit of this, I'll have a little bit of that, and, you know, I just want juice, or I want juice and yogurt, and they mix it up for you, and it's really, really good. Is that extra? Yeah, okay. absolutely. It's right up by the workout area, so it's a perfect place to go for a pick-me-up after a workout or a massage yeah. or... You know, if you've been ashore all day, it's fun, too. So you embark out of Port Canaveral, Florida. So how was your embarkation process? It was great. We flew into um, Orlando Airport the morning of the cruise. So we just immediately got whisked away uh, to Port Canaveral on on Disney Cruise Lines and buses. They make 
the ground connection is really easy. You just go right downstairs to the Disney check-in area on level one in ground transportation, and they get you right on board, and you're on your way. So I think it was about 50 minutes to an hour door-to-door, and we had already completed online check-in, so everything was very easy and straightforward. So when you when you complete online check-in, are you just walking up there giving them like a health form, and they're giving you a key or to walk on? Yeah, so you're you walking up there, you give them, they fill out the health form, they've already done everything, you show your passport, they take your picture, and yeah, you're all set. Okay. Then you get on board the ship. You mentioned that you were on her uh, in 2012 for the christening, so how was it going right. back on this time around? Oh, it was so great. I mean, it, it was very familiar and, and very wonderful. One of the things I always love when you get on a Disney Cruise Line ship is you walk into the atrium and they say, you know, please welcome aboard the Shredder family, and everybody claps and waves, and it makes you so happy to be there. The Disney Fantasies atrium is really beautiful, and this time we got in the ship uh, right in time for lunch. So we went straight upstairs to Cabana for, for lunch, and I had a plate full of seafood, which was like stone crab claws and jumbo shrimp and mussels, but there were tons of other choices as well. One of the things that they added, I guess, in the dry dock was these new hand-washing stations right outside of cabanas. So there are multiple sinks with soap and paper towels, which makes things really easy. So people just line up, they wash their hands, and then they go right into cabanas. So people were using them avidly all throughout the cruise. Would cabanas be kind of like a like a Lido deck buffet? Exactly. Okay. So it's their casual buffet dining restaurant. And so we went there almost every morning for breakfast. They have a huge array of different things for, you know, for breakfast. And for this embarkation lunch, in addition to the fresh seafood, there was, you know, tons of different meats and pastas and salads and pretty much anything you would ever want. That's awesome that they're throwing out the crab legs for the, yeah, the I buffet. Was, I it's... was stunned. I, I said, is this normal? They were like, so anyway, it, yeah, stone crab claws, That's... jumbo shrimp, mussels. It was amazing. So cool. So you go to your stateroom and what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? We had a deluxe ocean view stateroom with a veranda on deck 10 and it's very roomy. It sleeps four people. It had a queen size bed, a single sleeper sofa, and then an upper berth pull down bed. So if you had four, including, you know, kids or whatever, it works out really well. Our bed was super comfortable. There's a really heavy privacy curtain that separates the sitting room area and the sleeping area, which is really great for parents who want a little privacy. Uh, There's also a split bath feature, and I think that's really great for families, but honestly, it's great for couples, too. Mm -hmm. One of the bathrooms has a vanity, a sink, a shower, and a tub. And then the other one is a half bath with a vanity sink and toilet. So that makes it easy when you're getting ready to go out, you know, to uh, port a call in the morning or whatever. It's great. The room also had tons of storage with lots of closet space. Um, the bed was elevated, so you had lots of underbed storage. And there was a big ottoman with storage in that and a really nice, quiet refrigerator, which was perfect. And for the veranda, they have really good childproof locks. And on most of the connecting Ocean View veranda staterooms on the Fantasy, the partition between the verandas can be opened up to make a larger shared balcony, which is really great for larger families or multi-generational groups who might be cruising together. Cool. So I want to talk about the dining here, and we already talked about the Lido area. So let's talk about the main dining room experience, which I know from past interviews that they have rotational dining. Talk to us about that on the Fantasy. 
Right. So this rotational dining, you rotate to a different restaurant every night. So that really spices up your cruise experience and gives you a completely different menu, different ambiance every evening. So you don't get bored. But another great part about the Disney rotational dining is that your servers who've gotten to know you well and know your preferences also rotate with you, too. I was really impressed with the food quality and dining experience on the Fantasy. It was outstanding. We started out in Animator's Palette, and we were totally entertained by Crush and his underwater band of friends during this undersea magic show. So while the kids were really mesmerized, the adults loved it too. Crush sort of, there are all these screens around the dining room and Crush periodically comes in and talks to you. And our whole group even did the wave at the end of dinner, which was really fun. In our second evening, we would have been in the Enchanted Garden restaurant, but that evening we decided to dine at one of Disney Fantasy's adults only specialty restaurants called Palo. And Palo has northern Italian cuisine, and it's up on top of the ship in this beautiful windowed setting with really beautiful, spectacular sea views. So Jim and I had a really nice, leisurely two-hour multi-course dinner, and that was easily one of the highlights of our cruise. Um, The meal started out with a, a plate of antipasti with caprese salad, then pasta, then Dover sole, and finished with a chocolate souffle. It was all really, really good. Nancy, I'm curious, and what is northern Italian? Is there a difference between the food you get in northern Italy and southern Italy? And they say there is. Okay. okay so, so, yeah, they said it's northern Italian food. The guys that were there were explaining all of the different mm-hmm. um, the different pastas and the different options. And this, the Dover sole that I had, it was this, you know, this Dover sole that came out on a plate and they filleted it at the table and then it comes with capers and a, a really light sauce. And then I have no idea whether the chocolate souffle was, you know, Northern Italian, uh, but it had fine. a vanilla, <laughs> two separate sauces, a vanilla bean and a chocolate sauce. Uh, and it was amazing. That sounds amazing. And then uh, for your third night, what'd you do? So the third night was in the Royal Court restaurant, and that one is sort of themed to all the Royal Courts from classic Disney films. And that one has French-inspired continental cuisine, so it's lots of sort of French-inspired food. That was great as well. We really enjoyed every one of our dining experiences, and all of the service, too. Nancy, was Royal Court uh, part of Rotational, or was it another specialty? It's part of Rotational. Okay. So the, the three ones that are, are Rotational are Animator's Palette, Enchanted Garden, and Royal Court. And then there's also Remy's as well, which is another adults-only specialty dining restaurant mm-hmm. um, that's even more fabulous. Cool. But we did not eat there. Gotcha. As far as entertainment goes, of course, we know that Disney really excels in this field. So what did you think of the entertainment on Disney Fantasy? You know, there's something going on for every interest and age group from morning until late at night all around the ship. And they do a really great job at that. And I think while they're, they do an amazing job for families, it's also a great for adults as well. So kids have their own areas. Adults have their own adults-only areas. And then there's plenty of areas for families, too. So there's tons happening all around the ship. And for a three-night sailing, it's really hard to fit it all into one three-night sailing. I I think I've done a seven-night sailing with them, and it's really tough to fit it all into a seven-night sailing as well. The Broadway-caliber shows at the Walt Disney Theater are outstanding. We enjoyed all of them. 
but we also, and, and this was amazing for us, um, there are free first-run movies in the Buena Vista Theater. So we got to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Beauty and the Beast in 3D. And we had so much fun doing that. For families, the Disney shows and entertainment are the perfect opportunity to create family time that everybody's going to enjoy. But, you know, all of the first-run movies and activities, there was all of those were going on constantly. And then one of the most exciting entertainment features on a Disney cruise is Pirate Night, complete with fireworks. And I'm sure you've talked about that with other people who've done Disney cruises. But there's a huge Pirates in the Caribbean show and a deck party under the stars. I'm always amazed at how many guests dress up in full pirate guard. And the kids and, and kids at heart, a lot of them head over to the ship's bippity-boppity boutique for a complete pirate makeover. So people are really decked out in amazing amounts of pirate clothes, and I think it's one of the coolest nights at sea. Another thing that's a really important part of Disney Cruise Line experience for many guests is character greetings, and there were lots of character meet-and-greet opportunities on the Disney Fantasy. Some of them are impromptu, but many of them take place at certain times around the ship. So it's really important to check your Disney Voyage Navigator for all the details, and those are outlined really clearly the night before so you know where to go to meet the characters. Those are free. So those are free. So you could actually you could use your own phone to take a picture if you wanted to and not have yeah. to buy the photo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there, there are other special characters. I mean, obviously, they're taking pictures as well. Mm-hmm. But I saw people taking their own pictures, and nobody was being stopped. Oh, cool. um, and then there, there are also special character events that were available for an additional charge. But for those, it's important to make reservations in advance because those really sell out quickly. This sailing, you had not one, but two days at Castaway Key. And I mean, first off, how awesome is that, two days there? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, You know, Castaway Key was voted as the best cruise line private island in Cruise Critics 2016 Cruiser's Choice Destination Awards. And it's a really gorgeous island. So spending two days there is marvelous. It's available exclusively to Disney Cruise Line guests. And I think it's exactly what many guests dream of when they think of sort of a picture-perfect Caribbean island with, you know, long white sand beaches and turquoise clear water, palm trees. But there are also loads of great water sports and activities for, you know, people who want to be active. There are plenty of, you know, chairs everywhere, so you don't have to worry about that. Full buffet lunch for everybody. There are kids' program activities available on shore. Plus, there's also this great adults-only beach as well. So if you want to just sort of chill out and be away from kids, you can do that too. There are also private cabanas available for rent. Everybody was having a great time there. You don't tender there. There's actually like a straight-up pier, right? Right. So, you, yes, you are fully docked the entire time. So there is no tender issues at all. So you pull in, you're fully docked, you walk right off. There's also a little shuttle bus. If you don't want to walk all the way over, you simply walk to the little shuttle area, get on the shuttle bus, and it will take you to multiple different places in the island. So that's really nice, too. They give out towels as you're getting off, so... The towels are available, no worries at all. They also had mosquito repellent stations set up so people could put on mosquito repellent, didn't need to worry if you didn't bring it with you. It was great. Very cool. Now, I want to go back, uh, beginning of the interview, we were talking about some of the enhancements, but now that you're actually on board, what did you think of the enhancements? 
I will tell you that the Oceaneers Club kids areas are exceptional. They have an open house for kids and adults at the beginning, and so tons of adults came in at that time and really just didn't want to leave. The first area they have is the Marvel Superhero Academy, and kids on the fantasy can learn the mystic arts with Doctor Strange and get to open portals to places all over the Marvel Universe. Um, the Marvel Superhero Academy on the Disney Fantasy is the first time Doctor Strange has made appearances on any Disney Cruise Line ship. So it's mm -hmm. kind of cool that this particular ship has different superheroes. It's Doctor Strange, and they also get to meet Thor and learn what it takes to be a real hero from, from him. There are also exclusive video games and immersive experiences that aren't available in other Disney ships in this Marvel Superhero Academy area. Another really cool area that they added is Star Wars Command Post, and here kids can train with their heroes from the Star Wars saga and help with missions against the First Order. Um, BB-8 is even there, and one of the coolest features is interacting with this holographic model. It's a Disney Fantasies one-of-a-kind Star Wars holotable, and it's this really cool table that projects 3D images of the Millennium Falcon and the Death Star and all sorts of other Star Wars ships. And then there's some really cool, awesome Star Wars video gaming individual game stations as well. So this is the area where once people got in there during that open house, nobody wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. And stormtroopers even came in and, you know, all sorts of people even came in. So it's really, really fun. Meeting heroes and other cool activities are scheduled throughout specific times. So for families, it's important to check your daily navigator to see what's going on. And for adults, it's important to know that that first day open house is the only day that you're going to be, or only time you're going to be able to get there because after that, it's only available to kids 3 through 12. If families have kids who want to meet a specific hero or do a specific activity, it's important to check the navigator, but they can also talk with youth counselors and the youth counselors can tell you exactly when that's going to happen. And so that way you don't miss it whenever it's going on. I've been next to Disney Fantasy in a couple of different ports. Their outside deck, Lido deck, whatever you call it, looks like it's really cool. It's amazing. And then you probably saw the whole aqueduct yeah. area going down, too. And that, that two-person water raft roller coaster ride is really cool. We did that a couple times on the ship, and it was amazing. How is that? Because I, I always look at it, and I'm like, this looks really, really cool. Like, does it actually just like the water thrust you through the whole thing? Yeah, it does. And um, we did it as a two-person ride okay. every time. You can occasionally do it as a one-person ride, but because of the winds when we were on it, they were limiting it to two people mm -hmm. at the times that we were doing it. And yeah, it does propel you everywhere. So it is really cool. And once you do it once, you will definitely want to do it again. And that's one of the tips I would say for, for people is make sure to bring your bathing suits on board on embarkation day because that's a great day to ride it. Well, speaking of tips here, do you have any first-time tips to offer for folks sailing uh, a Disney fantasy? Well, we talked about one of them, which is to make sure to visit the Oceaneers Club on embarkation day. That's an, an important one. A second one is to allow for plenty of me time and we time, especially for families. Um, there's plenty of opportunities for family times, but there, the kids and, and teens programs on Disney Fantasy are so good, it's often hard to get your kids out of them. So when your kids are begging you to stay longer at the Oceaneers Club or, you know, wanting to do Space Ranger training or whatever, the great thing is you can say yes. And, and then don't feel guilty about heading to the Census Spa or going off to do something on your own or having a relaxing brunch at Palo or, 
you know, just enjoying yourself and have that, you know, me time or that couple's time that you haven't had before. The other thing is to really explore all the activities on shore. There's so much available in every port of call, but this is the first time that I went bike riding at Castaway Key, and I'm mm-hmm. really glad that we did that. I really hadn't been that aware of it before, even though there's a whole fleet of bikes sitting there. And it's a really fun thing to do to explore the island that way, and it makes it easy to get to to different places. So I would recommend that. And then just really checking the navigator to see all of the different things, because there is so much entertainment and activities on board. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise for you? Well, for me, it was the perfect blend of exactly what I wanted in the cruise. And, it, you know, first-class entertainment, exceptional service, fine dialing, and then this idyllic tropical island experience at Castaway Key. So just that blend of everything I wanted in this particular cruise was the biggest highlight. And just having that much entertainment that I actually really wanted to do mm-hmm. on the cruise was great. Well, uh, in closing here, Nancy, what are your final thoughts of Disney Fantasy? It's definitely one of my favorite ships. There's so much for every interested age group. The entertainment is exceptional. If you do go, do go to Sweet on You, which is this new specialty ice cream shop, and try the gelato. It's this handcrafted gelato, 20 different flavors. They change throughout the cruise. So, so good. Been talking with Nancy Schredder from FamilyTravelNetwork.com about her Disney Fantasy Bahamas cruise out of Port Canaveral. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much. Great talking to you, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.